New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz over here. Rev Z right here. Rev B right here. And just Cheryl right here. <laughs> <laughs> we're a whole bunch of ministers talking shit this morning, folks. This is New Thought Media Network. Happens This program happens every Friday morning, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We're so grateful that you are with us. Uh, I want to start today by sharing the fact that we we had a purpose for today's show. We were going to come on and celebrate Rev B and Cheryl on their brand new program here on the network called Spirit Cafe, Courageous Conversations for Changing Times. And as you would have it, well, something a little bit bigger in the world happened yesterday <laughs> and everybody's talking about it. Uh, and we would be very remiss if we didn't talk about it. And that is the fact that American football started last night. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest news worldwide. <laughs> You're hilarious. But we're having a lot of fun here in the back this morning preparing folks. Both Rebby and Cheryl are from Canada, live in Canada now, run ministries in Canada Rev B is with CSL on the Lake in Toronto. Cheryl is with Unity of Kitchener. Um, and so, number one, we're, we're really grateful from the network perspective. We're glad you're here. Uh, and we're glad you're demonstrating that there is life beyond the, our northern border here in the U.S. Uh, and, that, uh, and that there is a collaboration with Unity and CSLs happening north of the border of the U.S. border as well. So... Uh, but uh, Z, who won in the football game last night? Well, depends on who you voted for, whether you're happy or not. The the the, the reigning champions of the uh, NFL, the Rams, lost horribly to the buff the new uh, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, like a score of thirty to ten. I turned it off. I got disappointed. Um, but it was a, it was a good start nonetheless, just because it was a start. <laughs> we'll call that the Von Miller effect. Yes, uh, he had two sacks, and uh, and he they put some pressure on uh, on the Rams all night. So now, lady says Canadian football started for the season, or Canadian football is coming to a close. We have our final games in November, so uh, we start earlier, and we're a little colder up here. <laughs> it's true. I'm not maybe from Denver, but <laughs> get, get beyond Colorado. It's like, yes. 
So yes. we, we have preseason in June. And uh, so we've run our season. We're getting into the finals now. And uh, the final game is, I don't know, right around your Thanksgiving, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're, uh, and I haven't been following it. I've been too busy setting up this new center <laughs> and doing you know, shows on New Thought Media. <laughs> it, it seems like there's a corollary here um, because. I'm not sure which has more relevance anymore, football and sports or the monarchy. Uh, but that's what we're here to talk about today, folks. We, we do want to send peace and blessings uh, to Queen Elizabeth II. She made her earthly transition and uh, allowed herself to go to the greater dimensions of living this yesterday. If you haven't heard that news, you've been hiding underneath a rock. <laughs> yeah, no uh, but we've been we've been exploring already this morning a, a whole lot the relevancy of the monarchy is it time for a change um will will the public even accept charles as a king um i've heard more than a few people already say it sort of you know hurts the mind to say king charles the third and things of that nature uh, obviously we'd love to hear from you please feel free to share your comments in the comment box but uh Let's open this up. What do we think? Um, what's next for the for Britain, the UK, the monarchy? Ideas? I I think King Charles. Like that's like having a hairball in my throat to try and even say that. Um, I I think he should abdicate, and that uh, King William should be the person who is who takes over the throne. It's I, I don't know, and the monarchy really like. The whole colonialism thing, I, I just, I have a whole problem with all of it, so. Well, I, have you ever heard of uh, the monarchy be, being referred to as a business or the firm, right? And yes. so in my mind, the best business decision would be to bypass Charles and let Prince William become king. Uh, to me, that would make a, a, a good business decision. Yeah. 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 When, and when we you, still have a connection here, which is, you know, you don't have in the U.S., but we have in Canada, where our governor general is head of state, and that person is the liaison with the crown in England. So it's like there's still some energy there. So King Charles does not sound like a good good choice. Good choice. <laughs> and I also feel for him because he's been prepared for this his whole life, right? Um, he's always thought that he's going to be the next king, um, and, you know, here he's 73 years old. Uh, I remember, I think it was last year, there was talk about whether Camilla was going to be called queen when Prince Charles became king. And, you know, so there was all this kind of discussion. So it seemed like that that was the way it's going. Um, and again, you know, is that is that the right decision for the business, for the firm? Um, my My perspective is that it's really about ego or the good of of all, right? Because I think from uh, the public's point of view, they would be more likely to accept Prince William as king than Prince Charles. Mm. It's interesting. I heard the term Camilla will be called the queen consort. And um, 
I've always had a bad concept of that word consort. So I looked it up, right? The, the one definition is a wife, husband, or companion, in particular the spouse of a reigning monarch. The other is habitually associated with someone typically with the disapproval of others. Wow. So, you know, poor Camilla, we're going to, if this all goes through this way, which is what should, you know, or what will happen in there if they follow their system, this poor woman's going to be set up as the queen that nobody believes in either. It's or yeah. her whole title is you don't, do, yeah, you're married to the guy, but you don't deserve to be there. And yeah. And There's what so about the fact that, that, yeah. The, what about the fact that they both divorcees? <laughs> I mean, really, you know, who, who talks about that nowadays? True. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, you, you know, one of the things I look at is from the whole perspective of colonialism um, and, and, and the idea of having subjects, um, you know, in my mind, you change the subject to slaves and it's not too far off in my, you know, so, you know, Absolutely. this whole idea of of one person or one family having the wherewithal and the wisdom and yada, yada, yada to dictate for the most part how people should live their lives, instituting moral precepts and those kinds of things um, from, from a point of privilege, that is. Exactly. It becomes very interesting to see where we're heading with this and, and how it will affect uh, global affairs, because that's what we're talking about. I mean, you know, the queen had an immense network of constituents and allies and friends and, you know, all of that around the globe. Yeah. And most of it was good. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about the queen because I didn't follow it, but from what I do know, she was well-respected. She was, uh, you know, a good decision maker, a good plan. I mean, she was a good leader from what I understand and, and have interacted with news events and, and historical events. Uh, you know, to think that she took the crown at 25 years old. Now, just think about that. You know, yeah. I got a 25, well, almost a 25-year-old and a, and a 22-year-old. This y'all cookies, no doubt. I mean, but I don't know if they'd be ready to run a country right now. Mm -hmm. so, well, and of course, she was prepared for it from birth, probably, well, uh, going up as, you know, a daughter, yep. you know, where there was no sons. But I, I think, you know, I agree with you. I think the whole the whole white supremacy has been, you know, fundamental in what they did over going around the world and taking over countries and and you know, making white right and Christianity right and all the rest of it and ignoring all the other cultures and people. I think that for me is is huge. Like it's hard to experience Queen Elizabeth without looking at the world affairs, going what England has done, the British Empire has done, uh, really is like genocide. It's it's changed the world in that which we live. And maybe this is a great way to begin to get rid of the whole um, the whole colonialism and begin to create a world of harmony and peace. Um, 
change the game a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That part's huge for me. And in this whole conversation, I keep being reminded of the, the quote by Edward Abbey, absolute power corrupts absolutely all the time. Yeah. It, it, and that family has had absolute power can do no, even when we know they've done wrong, they still can do no wrong. And there's been that absolute power. It has to have led to levels of corruption that we don't know about and we don't see. And we never will. But the nature of the universe is you give someone that much power for that long, it's going to lead somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's stay on the, the concept that Queen Elizabeth II, maybe she was able to, to avoid that corruption. Maybe she's been able to stay clean of that corruption. The family, the whole family has not, but maybe she has. And mm -hmm. let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she did. It still feels to me that we've had 20 years where she could have been making some change. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The writing's exactly. been on the wall for a long enough time now that colonialism needs to go the way go away. The 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 overall that mighty rule of absolutism is dying out across the planet. I think I would have liked to have seen her do a little more mm -hmm. in that arena because it seems to me like the monarchy is really pomp and circumstance. And yeah, I give you my opinion but nobody actually has to follow them and they're not law and they're not edicts. They're, they're just opinions. So if we're going to keep, if the monarchy is going to stay, I think the only relevant Avenue is if it stands up for social change. It has to, it has yeah, to. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think Prince William and Kate would certainly uh, be the leaders of that. Yeah. It's hard to know, you know, everything when you, you know, on the outside looking in and we know the media uh, presents things in the fashion that they choose to present them. And uh, so, of course, when you're watching different news stories, you watch the BBC or you watch CNN or you watch the CBC up here, you're going to get very different viewpoints on exactly mm -hmm. the same story. So perception is such a big part of everything and i think as we look at the monarchy i think it's time really truly to dismantle it because it is just a figurehead at this point but there's still power there and it's influencing the whole um yeah the whole energy around the world where we're trying to shift out of this place of white is right or christianity is right it, what baffles me is white people aren't even the majority. Christianity is not the majority religion. And yet somehow it's it's filtered its way to the top, mm -hmm. which I think when we look at, at Britain and just them going around the world and taking over countries and making their way the right way, I think that's been the foundation. So in order to dismantle this and create a world that actually does work for the best of all people, Maybe monarchy needs to go by the wayside and we create a whole new reality. Well, and you know, I'm sorry, go ahead, Cheryl. <clears throat> well, I'm just wondering if it's the right time for that. You know, it's a sign of uh, what, you know, what was done then and what's being done now is a sign of our consciousness expanding, right? Um, and it, it's a sign of the collective consciousness. And so for me, 
um, when I think about that, I think that there's a real opportunity here for William and Kate to create some change. Um, and people do respect them and they are liked. And so they could play a real role in creating that change rather than just disappearing into thin air. Well, you know, and and, and I agree with that. And, and going back to a foundational point that, that Rev B was bringing up is that, you know, you know, how did this uh, idea of Christianity rise to the top and, you know, and, and the monarchy. But when you look at it, you know, there's always the, 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 the tort, if you will, by Christianity that Islam was spread by the sword. But in actuality, it was Christianity that was spread by violence and force through the Crusades, through the monarchies, um, and, and, and this whole idea of... Uh, I will take you over, you will be my subject and your religion and your lifestyle and your culture will be retrofitted to mine. And if you don't, you know, succeed, uh, then there are consequences called uh, just horrible things. I'll just leave it at that. And so, you know, so so when you have that kind of colonial power and, and that power is based and built on this idea of a religion or a way of life, which which it was, and it was very. When we look at the early roots of Christianity, it was very class based, right? Yeah. Uh, of who could get religious. You know, religion was important, but it, based on your class, you could or could not get religious training. Um, and if you were in a lower class and you wanted to get that religious training, you had to abdicate your life and go to a monastery or go to a a, a nunnery, and so that would even fuel you more to the subjective idea of the colonials. So we need, you know, we really need to look at these things, I believe, fundamentally and at their root foundation to understand how they continue to expand and how they continue to, to subvert a world that works for all. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, you know, when I look at Canada and I look at the treatment of the indigenous peoples, um, as you know, the people landed here and decided to take ownership of this country and watching what religion has done, you know, taking children from their families and putting them into residential schools and, uh, you know, forcing them to give up their language, give up their culture, uh, give up everything they've ever known, including their families. And then now finding these graves filled with dead children, it's, for me, it's genocide. And how do we condone that in we're looking at how to create harmony and love in our world? I think we have to really take a look at everything that has gone on and we can't change the past, but moving forward, we can begin to make some changes that make a big difference. And I'm not sure about the US, but I know in Canada, we've got reservations where they don't have water. Mm -hmm a basic fundamental of life. And we're in a very prosperous country. We have a lot of water. And somehow we have groups of people who can't access it. Yeah. And that to me is still a crime. It's still furthering that whole idea of colonialism and genocide. And when does it change? When does it change? How do we change it? And, and you know- don't, I just gotta say, don't talk too loudly about that water supply. <laughs> the, the West will come up there and 
claim it real soon if you tell it <laughs> you got it we're gonna come get it from you so just be careful Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 what they'll do they'll because the west has rights to, to some of the colorado river they'll start routing every river and every water source from canada through the rockies wow. <laughs> absolutely I, yeah because there's a shortage in california for sure and you know watching the things and there's some there's some places in the U.S. right now that are having trouble with their water because it's polluted or whatever. And it's it's frightening to think here we are very prosperous countries. And but but but, you know, that that I, I would submit that whole idea is 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 initiated and fostered by this whole colonialism. Yes. In terms of coming, going, because when you look at how colonialism spread um it was going to select locations to take the resources right Absolutely. and 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 when they came in to take the resources the play was this oh you are savages or uneducated or whatever and we need to civilize you so we're <laughs> going to give you christianity and our lord and savior jesus christ who died for you on the cross and 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 so forth right mm -hmm. and trinkets while I took all the platinum, the gold, the uranium, the, the, the cocoa plants, you name it, wherever they went, they took it. Absolutely. Gave trinkets, didn't even give decent jobs to, re to mine the resources, <laughs> and then subjected a whole group of people to an idea that from the get-go looked at them as less than. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so now how do you how do you how do you battle that? How do you dismantle that? How do you elevate those people and countries even and landmass even more to be relegated back as we're saying here with the indigenous people? How do we give this stuff back and pay them equitably for what has been taken for hundreds of years? There is no repayment. There is no way to uh, to repair what has happened. Mm -hmm. I think, though, moving forward, when we think about spiritual principle and we look at the, the cause of life and the fact that all of us are powerful, what I love in our teaching is that we educate. Yes. And I think through education, we can begin to strengthen those who have been harmed. One of the challenges we face, though, is the people who've been harmed the most often are very reluctant to participate in anything they deem religious yeah. because they've been so harmed by it. So, you know, finding ways, you know, as I look at my ministry and how I'm working to create scholarships for people and to uh, create opportunities for them to find their power and begin to express it. We all have it, but it's when you've been beat down, it's hard to believe that you have any. Mm -hmm. So we get to we get to educate. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly the question that one of our dear friends is asking in the chat. Tracy Brown's here with us today, folks. And she says it is definitely time for spiritually grounded people to stop co-signing colonialism and its impact. Absolutely agree. And her question is, what do you suggest ministers do in their own ministries to educate and shift the conversation? Great question, Tracy. And Ozia looks like he's ready to dig into that one. Yeah, because that is that is the you know that is the ultimate question, really, right? And 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 I think we've been uh, you know biting this elephant slowly, but I think what we 
what I would say, we have to begin to stop teaching religion. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what I mean by that, because I look at religion at a set at, at a set of laws, practices, and precepts I agree. that creates a container for you to open up to a spiritual understanding. So I don't who am I to tell you what containers or what tools to use, whether you use electrical more to cut your grass or gas more. That's up to you. What I want to do is teach you a way of life. And that's what we have to begin to teach, a way of life that you begin to use whatever tools you need to establish a way of life. And that way of life is, as Ernest said, if it promotes life, I'm for it. And I'm paraphrasing. But if it kills life or takes away from life, I'm not with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the kind of a lifestyle we have to begin to teach as ministers and spiritual leaders or else we're going to continue the same pattern. Just It's just going to reconstitute itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. One of the things that I'm looking at, because we're Monday night will be the first time we do in-person plus uh, Zoom and stuff. So, you know, I'm looking at how to create an environment that is spiritual, not religious, but has that, uh, you know, powerful teaching. And the talk is, you know, uh, creating a life that matters. And so one of the things I have is I have a woman uh, who has African descent who is coming in to do ceremony at the beginning of the service to welcome in the ancestors and everything. Because the truth is we're all connected. We always have been, always will be. And I want to interrupt the paradigm of one way is the right way. And I want to open up the conversation to say, what if we begin to learn from each other, discover from each other? I want to have an indigenous drum group come in and do a whole drumming circle. I think we can begin to open conversations about what is spirituality when we begin to acknowledge our oneness rather than separating, right? My way is the best way. No, it isn't. It is a way. Yeah, and I mean, the best way would be um, to be able to um, to do that from an early age, right? Um, to really model a way of life that's different, you know, because Rev Z, I have to say, I admire the way you, you talk about religion. For me, religion is man-made, and mm-hmm. I see religion as something that is used for power and control, um, you know, so um, I, you know, for me, um, I think people need to look be beyond their their nose, <laughs> you know, to really understand and see because it, it it blows my mind that a lot of people don't even know the history of Christianity. You know, like you say, the violence, the, um, you know, the, uh, what do you call it when they had, um, I think it was called concubines, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And I'm like, People don't know about that history, and yet they just blindly follow a religion. Um, yeah. And to me, uh, spirituality comes more from, from experience. It comes from going through hard times, having that um, uh, um, contrast, the contrast, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't have that contrast, how do we know what's good or bad mm-hmm. or for us? Because it may mm-hmm. be different for someone else. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think that we've got to move beyond that now. It's time. And 
I think Tracy answers your question in many ways in the question. Part of it is educate and conversate. Absolutely. Have a class about the detriments of colonial, of the, 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 the harm that colonialism has done over time to, to various people. Um, educate, have conversations, bring together circles. But I think there is also that action piece that says, and I've been hearing this a lot this summer, new thought has got to stop our bad habit of cultural appropriation. Yes. We, you know, I get it. We see a drum and we think, hey, we know what to do here. And so we put a bunch of white folks on stage to create a circle and then try to label it as native. Or we have one black, you know, we have our token black guy in the back corner who we force onto stage every February. Or we've got to Stop. I was in a community this week that uh, this past Sunday where they had a hundred year old community in the heart of Denver and they actually opened with a, a, a blessing and a, an appreciation to the native, the native tribes that occupied that land originally, as far as we know, originally. That's, this community is admitting we're very white and we're very old and we don't know how to change, but we want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willingness, we can do it, but we've got to start by stopping the habit of thinking we're the expert on everything out there and bring in people from other cultures. Absolutely. And, you know, I I thought to myself, I looked back at this church and I looked at their bevy of guest speakers in the past. I thought to myself, I'm not seeing an awful lot of color. And I know an awful lot of great color around Denver that'd be happy to come speak with you folks. Mm. So we have to set our intentions. We have to educate people that mm-hmm. what has worked is not what's going to work. And and let's start experimenting. But let's not take over people's culture. Let's bring them in to represent that culture. Absolutely. And that's exactly, that was exactly what I decided to do with my community. Because I do have a white woman who is an excellent drummer, who has worked with indigenous people for years and years in drumming circles and stuff. And she's phenomenal. And I won't have her do it. Right. Because it would just be inappropriate. So, uh, you know, we have to, we have to actually model the behavior that we say we want to have. And uh, yeah, I'm 100% in. And, and, you know, real quick, I applaud you. Find the, she's probably the woman to find the, the right people to lead right. that for you, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I applaud that, Reb B, because what we as, as spiritual leaders who are conscious enough to understand that we are out of balance and a whole lot of stuff, I won't be so presumptuous to say everything, but we are out of balance and a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And for us to begin to sway back the other way, to get that pendulum, we need brave, courageous people to not only make statements, because there are a lot of statements being made, but but to also have some action. And, Absolutely. and so I applaud you for taking that stance. And, and I just heap mounds and pounds of blessings and, and energy and all kinds of stuff on your ventures and center and, and whew. I'll have to come to Canada and visit. Yes, yes. Come Come and be a guest speaker with me. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we're, you know, the journey is one of really, I keep telling myself, I don't know what I don't know. 
And the only way I'm going to find out is having conversations with people that I may not have had conversations with before so that I can come to understand what I don't know Mm -hmm. and then to respect and admire what they've got. Like I'm looking at having like, you know, uh, South Asian dance troops come in and do some dancing and some singing. And uh, I love South Asian stuff and, and just bringing in all different cultures and people to, to share, because if we go back to the golden rule, (laughs) do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Every, every religion has that same rule. Mm -hmm. And yet who's practicing it? In my mind, this flashed to there's a whole lot of priests in North America that don't want to live by that. They no, would not want to be done unto as they have done unto. And uh, yes. Exactly. Hey, folks, if you're wondering what you stumbled into, this is Ministers <laughs> Talking Shit on the New Thought Media Network. It happens every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, we are just about ready to wrap up for today. And uh, we have a tradition of doing final thoughts. However, before that, we do want to say thank you to our donors and our sponsors for today. So give us 30 seconds to do that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our final thoughts on today's Ministers Talking Shit. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace and blessings. folks you have effectively invested another great half hour in learning a bit more about how we can take a spiritual look at what's going on in our world today again our prayers and our thoughts and our love and our appreciation to well, i'm not gonna say appreciation hold on we're gonna roll back that one our love and our thoughts and our prayers to the monarchy queen elizabeth and her family uh in her passing and here's casting the vision that if the monarchy remains, it's going to have to remain by being completely different, making major changes to the way it represents itself on the, on the planet. And uh, and then we might have a monarchy that's valuable and worthy of, of being on the planet, I'm going to say. So there's my final thoughts. Let's go around the room and get some more. Uh, Cheryl, how about you? Final thoughts for the day. Uh, yeah, I have to say I agree with you completely. I think uh, you know there's a great shift that's taking place right now in so many countries, in so many places, areas of of uh, life, and uh, it's time. And the you know the, if the monarchy continues, they can play a powerful role in creating change uh, and shifting things into a different way of leading rather than of um, having power over. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> yes, beautiful. Rev B. Well, I I really think it's time to dismantle the monarchy and to uh, look at how all of the colonialism has been created, the white supremacy, and to begin to transform that. I think this is a pivotal moment in time where that transformation can begin. Uh, the queen has gone, and now we have an opportunity to change uh, everything we've been doing to create a world that actually does work for all people concerned. So I'm for uh, a whole new reality. <laughs> <laughs> right on. 
Rev Z. Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to take in everything you guys said. And I, you know, I think for me to kind of encapsulate everything you guys have so brilliantly and passionately put out there is that I'll go back to Tracy's statement. We have to begin to educate ourselves, yes. encourage others to educate themselves, and yes. then let's sit down and have a, 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 a educational action-oriented conversation about how we begin to not trying to call anybody out for ill. I mean, we could do that, but that's just going to create more separation. Let's have a conversation about things that aren't working for a totality of life and how we can begin to change our perspectives, our viewpoints, and most of all, our actions to create a world that works for all. Love it. Well said. Well said. Thanks, Amen, Rev. folks. Rev B, Reverend Cheryl, I hope uh, you'll both come back and join us again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for being with us here on a Friday morning, folks. And thank you out there that are watching for being with us as well. This is New Thought Media Network. We've got a full day of broadcasting as always. Stay tuned for morning prayers at 8.15, morning sip at 8.30. Let's make sure we get it all in there today or I don't forget anybody. Uh, Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach at 10. Just One You with Rev B at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. You'll be back with us later today. And now the good news at five and our fireside chat at six. So please stay with us. Let your friends know what we're doing here. Like, share, and subscribe. Spread the word of what we're doing. Be a part of the New Thought Media Network family. Ladies, again, thank you so much for being with us. Rev, good, uh, Z, good being with you again, sir. We're all going to get out of here. Until next time, please make it a great day. We wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Bye. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.